Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host, and just want you to know that I appreciate you listening to the show. So speak to me because my team and I spend a lot of time and energy thinking and preparing for our show about things that we care about, and I think you will too. So if you let me know what you're thinking, whatever that might be, if you find the show riveting, if you find it valuable, horrific, or even offensive, you fill in the blank and jet me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. You can also go right to my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and fill out the contact form. You can visit me on Facebook. I promise I will get right back to you. And if you miss part of this show, you can go to recent shows on my website. Again, talkwithfrancesca.com. You can listen there. And I'm also on iTunes. So plenty of places to listen to Talk with Francesca. All right, we're going to get going. We have a lot to cover in this short time we're together today. We all want to live long, fulfilling lives, right? Watch our children grow up, watch their children grow up, accomplish all the goals we've ever set for ourselves, hopefully. But how we get there is another story. What is the key to living longer? Well, Dr. Thomas Pearls is here with us today, and he's going to have some answers for, for us. Um, and we're going to discuss his research and let us in on the knowledge he's acquired with his work. Dr. Pearls is a leader in the human exceptional longevity field, as well as the founder and the director of the New England. Okay, Dr. Pearls, say it for me. Centenarian. Centenarian study. I practiced, but I couldn't get there. Anyway, welcome to you, and uh, thanks for joining us today on Talk with Francesca. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I, I read in the Boston Globe article that at your speaking engagements, you first start by giving the audience a quiz. So tell us about that quiz and what it tells you. It is a shortened version of a 35-question quiz that people can find uh, on the website living to 100 livingto100.com. And basically, you can go through each question. It takes about seven minutes. It's not that long. And at the end, it'll tell you what your life expectancy is. It's really just an educational tool for you to see what behaviors are bringing your life expectancy down and what might be boosting them up, including maybe a family history of longevity. And the shortened quiz is just about six questions. And that is actually more based upon health behaviors of the Seventh-day Adventists. And they have the longest life expectancy of any group I know of in the United States. But they're a very mixed group geographically and uh, ethnically. Um, Now, why is that? Sorry? Why is that? Yep. So um, because they're such a mixed group, what's they do have in common are some health-related behaviors that their religion kind of asks them to partake in. So they don't smoke, they don't drink, they um, regularly exercise, they're vegetarian, and because they eat in moderation uh, and they exercise, they tend to not be obese. And finally, 
they partake in a lot of religious and family activities that may translate into their managing their stress well. So and we're talking about living a clean of, life. Sorry? So essentially we're talking about living a very clean life. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and an intuitively healthy life, I would say. Mm. And the result is is that the men live to an average of 86 years and the women to 89 years. It's almost 8 to 10 years longer than the rest of us. Now, part of the rest of us greatly pull down that average with terrible health habits, whether it be smoking or drinking too much alcohol, not exercising, all the things most of us know are really bad for us. So the vast, you know, basically what that means and how the calculator works is that we're all built to live to about 86 if you're a man and 89 if you're, if you're a woman. And if you take advantage of those genes, you're going to live to that age. And if you fight those genes with bad behaviors, you're obviously going to live less. You're going to live a lot less. Now, not that I, I am in, in defense of drinking, because I know obviously drinking alcohol in excess is not good, but I thought um, that drinking like a glass of red wine a day was actually good for you. I mean, I remember, oh, this is a long, long time ago, uh, cholesterol, high cholesterol runs in my family, and I remember going to my physician and getting a physical, and he told me that my cholesterol was high. And I was just a kid. I mean, really, in my early 20s. And he said, you know, drink a glass of red wine every night. So I never really got into the taste really of it. So controversial yeah. finding. And what's funny is the Mondavi brothers, the winemaker, they took advantage of this. <laughs> and they really promoted the heck out of it, um, <laughs> citing what's called the French paradox, uh-huh. where these French people appear to have these terrible health habits with lots of cream and fat in their diets. And they were even smoking, and yet they seemed to be living longer than Americans. Mm-hmm. And they called that the French paradox, and they were blaming it on drinking red wine. And the Mondavi brothers were promoting the product. So, um, well, why were they living longer? Studies have come out really saying if there is an effect there, it's very, very minor, and it's very hard to detect. Hmm. Um, whether they looked at red wine, white wine, beer, or even hard liquor. Hmm. And the point is, I think, I don't think it necessarily boosts your longevity, but what's wrong with a glass of wine with a nice dinner and eating slowly and enjoying company, what have you? I have no problem with that. And maybe there's other effects in terms of Mm. maybe decreasing your stress. Mm. And and, and connecting, right? Uh, Right. Right? Just in, in being really, really relaxed. And there's absolutely, we all know, being relaxed. But what other people need to know, and and I'm a geriatrician, so I take care of pretty old people, and some of those may have some cognitive impairment, maybe even early Alzheimer's disease or dementia of some sort. And these folks need to stay away from alcohol completely because alcohol can be a toxin to our nerves and a toxin to our brain. And the last thing we need to do is make anything potentially worse. So at least for older people with cognitive impairment, we really um, ask them to refrain from drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, in that article that I mentioned, you talked about um, how women suffer from higher levels of stress, depression, and anxiety. But 
Yet low stress is one of the keys to longevity. So how is it that women live longer than men? Well, it may be at least among the women who are getting to 100, they have some ability to manage their stress better than other women. And exactly, you know, whether that is just something that comes naturally or we also can learn from that and that we know a number of strategies that help people manage their stress better, whether it be yoga or meditation or exercise. The thing is, is that most people know what it takes to decrease their stress. They know what makes them feel better. But the hardest part of that is taking the time out of your day to actually practice it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely agree with that. Why is it that men over 90 are mentally and physically stronger than women when men under 90 aren't? That is a really interesting thing that we came across um, because 80% of centenarians are women and only 20% are men. And yet the men tend to be better off in terms of their level of independence and and not having age-related diseases compared to the women. So if the men are better off, why aren't there a lot more of them at these oldest ages? Mm-hmm. And we think it's a kind of what we call a select survivor effect. So men are a lot more susceptible to dying from age-related diseases like stroke, heart attack, dementia, diabetes, compared to women. Women are by far the winners of the longevity race. They are just a heck of a lot stronger when it comes to aging than men are. So the men, they die from these diseases, but the ones that live on are the ones that haven't gotten these diseases. They tend to be a lot better off. And so it's a select survivor effect. And so when we see a man getting into their mid-90s and they're doing well, mm. our bets are that they're going to go on to 100. Um, and and uh, with women, we may not be able to say that until they're in their late 90s. When, you know, since men often uh, die before women uh, at old age, it seems that women have more of a capacity to tolerate uh, loss than men. And, yep. right? And, and I and what I would make a, you know, armchair psychology guess is that women are more open to talking about their feelings so they have their friends to to talk with and to share and to, to grieve with would you say that's accurate well that's among the theories of uh-huh. uh why women may be able to handle the loss of a spouse um better than men and and that is probably right that they are able to do that and Mm. many of our centenarian women they've been uh widows for 20 30 years and they tend not to remarry whereas the men who get to these ages um if if they were widowed it was for a relatively very short period of time and they tend to remarry Mm. which is kind of interesting yeah although they're always you know i don't know maybe it just what I've seen, but it, it, it appears that those men, then they don't necessarily stay with that second wife very long. It's almost like a rebound, but that's just something that I've I've noticed over the years. Anyway, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. Well, we do need... To, hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we do need to take a very short break. Um, when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit about epigenetics. So listeners, stay with us here. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back. 
Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terra Mia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. Do you have chronic pain, neck, shoulder, or low back stiffness, headaches? Amanda King, licensed massage therapist, can help. Located in downtown Salem, Amanda has over 13 years of experience helping people with pain, injury, and stress. She can help you feel better, move better, relax, and enjoy your life. So call today to book your appointment at 617-461-7516 or learn more at www.clearbodymind.massagetherapy.com. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. We are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. We are talking with Dr. Thomas Pearls. We are talking about living to 100. Welcome back, Dr. Pearls. Thanks. So you talk a lot about epigenetics. Can you briefly explain what that is and how it relates to your research? Well, it really has to do with how our genes are built to um, function their best in certain environments. And um, if we do things that whether it be smoking or drinking too much alcohol or eating the wrong things that can really adversely impact upon the function of genes that are 
doing things like helping us age slowly and decrease our risk for age-related diseases. And depending upon race and ethnicity, where people um, evolved in very different environments, we can have different susceptibilities to these health-related behaviors. That's why some people, when they eat carbohydrates, they seem to bloom and get fat very easily. Other people don't do that. There can be groups of people who seem to do very, very well on, on just a, a what we call a paleo diet. There mm. are other people that do well on different diets. That's why we kind of differ depending upon diets and exposures to various um, things in the environment and our behaviors. You know, one it's this job, this is this crazy job that I love so much that I have. Um, I, I hear so many different opinions about everything. <laughs> it's hard to, it's yep. hard to keep it all straight. Well, like, you know, some people say eating vegan. really vary in yeah. terms of, of how they react to what people exclaim as being the cure or being the uh, trick. Uh, we really are very different, and I think it really is somewhat irresponsible for people to exclaim that maybe something that works for them should be working for the entire world. Mm-hmm. That's why we rely on really large studies, um, hopefully well-performed, to help us decide what things work and what things don't and very generic things like what came up with the Seventh-day Adventist health study uh, are, are probably they're certainly innocuous and on the other hand they probably are correct what, what genetic and biological factors play a role in the possibility for living into old age well we already on average are endowed I think with an ex- exceptional set of genes that help most of us get to about 86 if you're a man and 89 for a woman. That's almost 90 years. I think it is remarkable that if we just take really good care of ourselves and take advantage of this whole bunch of genes, um, that we could get to such an age. That's almost 10 years longer than our current average. Now, If you want to live beyond that, if you want to go beyond 90, say to 100, or even some of our oldest subjects that we call super centenarians, people who live to 110 Mm -hmm. and older, then we see a very, very strong special genetic effect. And it's not just one gene, it's many genes, each with individually a really weak effect, but in just the right combination, they can have a very, very strong effect. So we think maybe about 70% of the ability to get to, say, 110 is due to these very special genetic signatures. And it's a combination of genes that are helping these people age spectacularly slowly. And as a result, they're also markedly delaying or escaping age-related diseases like Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, stroke, cancer. That's why we love studying these people, because we've really got to find out mm-hmm. what are the biological mechanisms that are allowing them to do this. Right, right. What do you do to stay young? Say again? I said, what do you do to stay young? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. I said, what do you do to stay young? Oh, what do I do to stay young? Well, one of them would be <laughs> if I got a hearing aid. Uh, <laughs> um You know, I try basically to do what the Seventh-day Adventists do. I know I keep 
I keep pushing that uh, home here, but it, it really, I think, makes um, all the difference in the world. And they are just very basic health habits. That means being lean, regularly exercising, mm-hmm. do what you can to manage your stress. It's not so much how much stress you have, it's that you manage it well. Some people even thrive on stress, but they manage it so that it doesn't get to them. They don't internalize it. They're able to let go of it. Mm-hmm. Certainly don't smoke. Don't drink too much alcohol. Don't eat so much that you get fat and it slows you down, and then it starts hurting your heart and your brain. Those are the real basic things to do. What about vegan eating? You mentioned that, or or a vegetarian diet. What about oh various diets? Yeah, I mean, like you had mentioned. Yeah, one diet that I'm pretty much a fan of is just a low glycemic index diet. Mm -hmm. This is based upon the idea that if you eat certain foods, um, like uh, uh, those with a lot of uh, basically, well, fat is okay. But anything with sugar or starches, these are things that increase your insulin, the secretion of insulin. And so a low glycemic index food would be the kind of food where you're not making that much insulin. It it counterintuitively, fat is okay. Fat does not make you produce insulin. What makes you produce insulin are the starches and the carbs. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a pretty popular... um, diet uh, or, or at least diet of the kind of foods you should try to minimize in your diet. Now, on the other hand, does that mean you should just eat nothing but meat? No, I don't think so. There's problems with meat. It contains a lot of iron. Iron helps you produce a lot of free radicals, which are bad for you in terms of aging. Um, so you, you just don't want to go to the extreme in basically anything, in part because it's going to be hard to keep that diet. And then people are on this stupid roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So you work hard on trying to find the diet that works for you to keep at a healthy weight. And I would maintain that using this glycemic index to pick those foods is probably pretty helpful. Okay. We do need to take another short break. It will be a very short one. And listeners, we will be right back before we wind down the show. Stay with us here. Do you have chronic pain, neck, shoulder, or low back stiffness, headaches? Amanda King, licensed massage therapist, can help. Located in downtown Salem, Amanda has over 13 years of experience helping people with pain, injury, and stress. She can help you feel better, move better, relax, and enjoy your life. So call today to book your appointment at 617-461-7516 or learn more at www.clearbodymind.massagetherapy.com. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. 
Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. We are back. You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Dr. Thomas Pearls. We are talking about living to a ripe old age. We actually don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, but I do want to ask you, in addition to delayed menopause, have you discovered anything else that puts women at a decreased risk for age-related diseases? Well, that's a really interesting. One of the really interesting things that we found about women centenarians is that they had about a four to five times greater chance of having children uh, beyond their mid thirties and into their early forties compared to women who weren't getting to a hundred. And we figure that's because if they were able to have children at later age that meant their reproductive system was aging very slowly. They weren't getting diseases like diabetes or heart disease that would impact upon their ability to have mm. babies at older age. And so if their reproductive system was aging very slowly, so was the rest of them. And that just kept on going for older and older ages, enabling them to get to very old age. Some people have also said that allows them to become grandparents and great-grandparents. And evolutionarily speaking, if you can take care of your grandkids or your great-grandkids while the parents go off and do more dangerous stuff to keep the kids alive, then that's another kind of evolutionary advantage to growing to very old age. So people can become grandparents and great-grandparents. All right. Um, all right, one last question. I just I read somewhere that you were a vocal critic um, of the anti-aging industry. Why is that? Well, because they're full of crap is why that is. 
I, these are people who are trying to make a fast buck off of people saying that they can stop and reverse aging. And that the main way that they suggest one can do that is by taking things like growth hormone and testosterone and other concoctions and containing hormones. Bioidentical hormones, is that one of them? Out are the side effects of those hormones. I call them toxic hormone soups. They mm. charge you a lot of money. There's mm. absolutely no proof behind it. And one has to stay away from them like they're poison. What about bioidentical hormones? Is that something to... It's the same thing. Same thing, they yeah. They give it a stupid name like yeah. bioidentical as yeah. if it's somehow natural. But just calling it bioidentical, they're still selling the same stuff. Growth hormone and testosterone, DHEA, these crazy concoctions. Mm-hmm. They're just giving it names to make it sound natural. And it's anything but, and it can increase your risk for cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes. I just beg people to stay as far away from this as they can. All right. Much more healthy ways to uh, healthy aging and getting to older age, uh, delaying your age-related diseases. All right. We have 30 seconds left. I don't know if I can... Gonna put you in a box here, but what about like those naturopathic doctors where they, you know, they they give you like oxygen uh, IVs and you know all that kind of stuff, and you know a, a super uh, multivitamin, you know, super vitamins and herbs and all that stuff. What do you think about all that? But- well, there's a reason why the doctor that you trust doesn't suggest this stuff. It's not proven. Mm-hmm. It's really just marketing from my point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, again, I think one does things that are in, that intuitively make sense. Yeah. And to, if they're saying that it does these spectacular things, um, you know, why, why aren't regular doctors promoting it too? It's usually just nonsense and the snake oil stuff that we've heard of since the 1800s. Yep. All right. Dr. Thomas Pearls, thanks so much for being on Talk with Francesca today. It's been a pleasure. Lots of great information. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. All right. You've been listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm calling it a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share the show with someone you know. Help spread the word to your friends on social media. I'm honored to be on this journey with you and love to hear from you. So drop me a note at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week.